This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. 2020, what a year that was. In that year for me, my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in March of 2020. As you may infer from the name of this podcast, I am a nurse. That by itself brought with it so much anxiety, anger, frustration, etc. My best friend of 15 years suddenly passed away. Well, she was a dog, but she was my best friend. After all, I got her in 2005 after I married my first husband. She and I went through a divorce together, being homeless together, moving to a different state to start a new life together, traveling around the country. I was a travel nurse for about four years. And she was to my wedding in 2017. I don't know if you're aware, but one of the talents of people with ADHD brains is that we love to create. And it is no different for yours truly. I actually happen to have an Etsy shop. The name is Hope for Human Kindness, where my creations are up for sale, whether it's art on canvas, art on wine bottles, handmade door hangers by myself and my mom together. Head on over and check it out and see if maybe, just maybe, you want to bring some of that beauty into your everyday life as well. And again, the Etsy shop is hope for human kindness and it's all one word. Now, go check it out before you forget and then come back and finish listening to this podcast episode. Winnie had a lot of stuff that went on. ADHD's emotional reactivity can create sky-high stress levels in the face of a global pandemic. Some people may have felt tearful. Others may have felt irritable. The relentless sense of danger triggered and may still trigger those who might have experienced trauma in their younger years. COVID-19 has transformed everything we once considered safe, predictable, and comprehensible about our lives. Each day was traumatic. We battled vulnerabilities, uncertainty, and real danger. The pandemic derailed routines and put constant demands on our executive functions to plan, to prioritize, and to organize new solutions for isolation. So when it is a short period of time, individuals with ADHD can cope with this kind of unpleasant feeling. Adherence to requirements for social distancing for a long period, though, may be extremely difficult and it can cause a lot of us to be anxious. Those of us with low self-esteem, mood instability, and impulsive behavior especially felt this. Also, during this time, procrastination and avoidant behavior have made it even harder. For two years, 
I have studied to take the MCAT. If you don't know what that is, it's a test that pre-meds must take in order to apply for medical school. Yes, I have aspirations of leaving the world of nursing behind and have MD after my name. Both years, I had to press pause as I was spending 10 plus hours a day studying for this exam. The first time my father-in-law was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and as he became increasingly sick, I had to dedicate my time and attention to being a support system for my husband. Once he passed away, I jumped back into the books, spending my days chucking coffee and drowning myself in notes about amino acids and physics and, you know, all that stuff. Then my mom began to get sick. I was so proud during that time for being on track because my date to take this test was in May. But then she didn't really recover well. And we found out that, as I said earlier, she had pancreatic cancer. And this happened right at the beginning of COVID-19 when it was beginning to flare. Obviously, I put studying aside uh, because I had to. My mom finished radiation and chemo, and she's still here almost 15 months after her diagnosis. But my pause button seems to be stuck. I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't get motivated earlier this year as she was doing better, the world was doing better. But then I started studying more about my ADHD. When I read that the adherence to requirements mentioned earlier made procrastination and avoidant behavior even harder, my brain seemed to explode with, aha! (laughs) Life in the U.S. is changing a bit right now. I don't know what it's like where you are, but here in the United States, as of this week, a little over 50% of the country has been vaccinated. As a nurse, I can tell you it has greatly impacted, in a positive way, the hospitalizations. With these changes, I keep hearing people use the phrase, quote, back to normal, end quote. In reality, normal no longer really exists because our world is forever changed. And that means that our post-pandemic lives are going to need to be redefined. So I want to ask you, what elements will you leave out? And what elements will you put back in after the social distancing ends and all the other regimens that have been put into place? Will you take any positives or new understandings away from this pandemic? On this episode, I'm going to give you strategies to help you think about how you can rebuild your life after this global pause. Even though we had a struggle with crisis and tragedy over the last year and a half-ish, This pandemic has afforded us a great opportunity to take a gigantic pause. The world has stopped in a way that it's never really stopped before. And the time is so ripe to think about how we emerge from the situation with our, quote, normal, redefined. In other words, with almost everything about our past lives taken from us, what elements do we really want to include and exclude post-pandemic? Many of us have recognized this opportunity to reset and reassess. Questions about how to approach goals and priorities after the pandemic are already swirling around in our minds. Whether it's better managing our ADHD, strengthening our relationship, or ways to improve and tackle everyday tasks. The following tools may help you assess your situation with intention and create truly meaningful changes in your life going forward. The neurodivergent nurse Instagram account recently did a poll where it asked people 
if they were anxious about getting back into life while the restrictions are beginning to ease in the United States, if that caused any anxiety. 75% of you answered yes, while only 25% of people answered no. Per my research, these strategies work best in a specific environment, and this environment is one of personal kindness. When working through these, be gentle with yourself, recognize that this time is a struggle for many people. Your emotions are valid and you really are doing your best. So let's start with some of the things that we can take away to figure out what we want our new normal to be like. First of all, let's clear the deck. There's a technique in psychology called clearing the deck where you imagined removing elements of your life as a way to start from scratch and assess what's really important. If it sounds familiar, it's because this technique is currently our reality. So rather than imagine, I urge you to view this rare moment as your very own, very tangible clearing the deck exercise. I'm gonna give you some questions to ask yourself to help you begin to focus in on what you really wanna keep or continue doing and what you could do without. Here's the first question. If you transition to working from home, how is the new structure and schedule helping you, or is it not? Next question, are you better able to manage your ADHD at home now? Why or why not? Third question, have you used your ADHD medication differently? Pay attention to your answer to this question. Does your answer mean that you need to connect with your physician for tweaking? Next question, if you are at home with your partner, are you enjoying spending time together? Next question. Do you enjoy having an activity that you do every night? Are there any activities that, looking down the line, don't seem exciting or fulfilling to keep doing? What's working for you and your family? What's not working? And last question. Who have you enjoyed talking and reaching out to? Who are you less excited about now? The next one. Change your life. The wheel of life. I love this exercise. If you need help better conceptualizing your present and your ideal future, the Wheel of Life exercise just might help. In this activity, you'll shade in slices of a circle to create a pie chart of sorts that shows how happy you are in certain areas of your life. This highly visual activity may work really, really well for people with ADHD. So if you have a pen and a piece of paper anywhere close by, you can press pause and you can actually do this exercise while I'm talking about it. If not, just remember where we are so that you can come back to it and you can go through it with me. From what I read, I recommend that the pie chart include each of the following areas of your life. But of course, adjust to best meet your needs. So what you're going to do is you're going to start by drawing a circle and then you're going to divide it into 10 or so sections. And this is going to be pieces of your pie. First section health. Second, ADHD management. Third, finances. Fifth, social relationships. Sixth, spirituality or faith. Seventh, career. Eight, family. Ninth, romance. Ten, self-care. And if you want an extra shade, put some fun in there. Start shading in each section from the center and out relative to the amount that you feel that you're doing well in that area. Okay, so for example, if you're thrilled with your exercise routine, a big portion of that part of the circle would be shaded, like maybe 80%. If you're not handling your finances very well, on the other hand, 
that section of the circle might have very little shading, like only 20%. The idea of the Wheel of Life is to give you a quick snapshot of where you see how well you're doing in various parts of your life now and which areas need more help and attention. Let's work through this one together. Social relationships. Suppose you realize as a result of this pandemic that there just really aren't as many people in your life as you would like. A small portion of the wheel would be shaded to represent this category. One step would be to consider what behaviors need to change for you to have more friends. Can ADHD be getting in the way? I mean, that happens for a lot of people. If you know you're not good at following through and connecting, a behavioral change could be to plan or schedule a time to call or text a friend. As a travel nurse, I used to leave contracts with new friends. These new friends would talk about when we would catch up and see each other again as I was jet-setting to the next place. I was very aware, and I did let them know that I valued my time with them while it lasted, but I'm really bad at keeping up with people. Text messages, scheduling time in the future to vacation, hanging out, so on. I've had a few that remained, and it's primarily because they make the move to contact me and to push me to hang out. You can also challenge yourself to go through your contacts list and simply connect with old friends and others on the fly. Since most people have been home, you can always see if they can connect virtually. Engaging in common activities is also a great way to find friends, so consider joining a group, even a virtual one, for people who share your interest. That may be a bicycle group, a book club, a cooking class. Now, I just want to let you know, I know how painful that can sound if you have ADHD, especially if you have social anxiety. I understand. But the virtual group is so much easier than like a meetup group initially. If you're really struggling in this area, I just want you to know that there's help. Reach out to a coach or a psychologist to see if there are skills that you can build on or if there's things that you can work out or unblock so that you can have a fuller life with others. All right, next, change your life. Essentials to keep you afloat now and after. This pandemic will continue to ease, no matter how impossible that may feel at the moment. As you prepare for and work towards getting back to your life, practice using these techniques and strategies to help guide you. First of all, we need to practice reframing. This strategy is used frequently in psychology, especially in cognitive behavioral psychology. Reframing is used to help us right-size a situation or to see it differently, to change our feelings towards it. Many people have felt that they've been, I don't know, stuck at home. Could you reframe this as being tucked safely at home? By doing that, you can evoke a completely different set of emotions. Reframing can also enhance your feelings of gratitude. This quality proves to boost happiness. What you tell yourself about situations, it really does matter. Next, resilience. Cultivating a resilient mindset involves building on four key qualities that are all interwoven. The first one is kindness. To work on this, think about how you can help someone now in spite of your own struggles or limitations. That could mean helping an elderly neighbor get groceries. Fortunately, you can even arrange that from the comfort of your home with online ordering. Kindness also involves being good to yourself. So don't be afraid to take time for you in these stressful times and walk away from the things that may add anxiety, like the news cycle or comparing your situation to that of others on social media. 
Pay attention to your internal language and cut yourself some slack. Celebrate the small accomplishments and don't sweat the small stuff. Next is gratitude. There are so many things that we can be grateful for now and practicing gratitude can help you get through situations so much easier. Try starting and ending each day by reflecting on a couple of things for which you're grateful. You can just acknowledge it, you can journal it, you can draw it out, or you could even make a collage, get creative. Humor, think of things that make you smile and think of the things that make people laugh. It could be remembering funny memories with the family. It could be posting one funny thing on Facebook or Instagram a day. The last one, connections. Strengthen bonds with the special folks in your life and take advantage of technologies. Those technologies that allow you to connect. I've had some fun get-togethers on FaceTime and Zoom. Some people even love using Trickster. I've never heard of it, but they use it to play games with friends. As we emerge from this pause, move with intention to keep and further develop strategies, skills, and supports that you found to be important during the whole last year, year and a half-ish. Know that we will all be emerging a little bit differently from this experience. What that looks like for you and your family is totally up to you. But I really hope that listening to this podcast today, that you have some takeaways that you can help cultivate how you want your new normal to look like post-pandemic. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episodes, script of the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guest, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well and i hope you have a wonderful week and i can't wait to talk to you again